The following podcast was improvised without a script. Radio 680, the voice of Syracuse. Good evening, Syracuse. This is Howard K. Burns, and you are listening to Point Other Point. Today, tackling the hot issue of what is the best condiment. My guests in studio today, Nancy Riddle from the Museum of Relish Antiquities, and Donald Muntz, who manages the deli counter at the Shop and Shop. I'd like to welcome you both to Point Other Point. You know, I do appreciate you all having me here today, but the fact that this is even up for debate is just kind of stupid. I mean, isn't it? Relish is one of our country's oldest toppings. Let- and when I mean oldest, I mean you can put relish in a refrigerator and you can come back to it in a decade, and it will be just as good as the day it was made. You can put it on anything. You can eat it with a spoon. There is no other condiment that really holds a candle to pickle relish. Let's Am I talk, right? Let's talk to Donald Muntz about that from the deli counter at the Shop and Shop. Uh, Mr. Muntz, part of the charm of condiments is the wide variety of them. Why stick with only relish? Well, you know, uh, really, uh, there, there's such a cornucopia, a cornucopia of condiments around. So why, why stick with just one? Nancy Riddle from the Museum of Relish Antiquities. Does he not have a point? Uh, variety is the spice of life, I'm told. Well, you know, you can throw around big words like cornucopia Mm. but i think everybody knows that and i don't mean to come off as insulting most people in the area uh maybe do not have quite the discerning palate that it would take to realize that you could put relish on anything so they feel like they need to stock their fridge with bland condiments i'm talking about your mayonnaise your mustard your ketchups your sriracha Donald Muntz, uh, she has a point there, uh, and it is it is true that relish is the best-selling condiment at the Shop and Shop. Am I wrong? Thank you. Uh, I, I would say that uh, your your uh, facts are a little skewed there. Is there a reason uh, why you're hiding the truth that uh, relish is one of the best-selling condiments at oh, the Shop no, and no, Shop? No, 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 no. I would never do that. I would never do that. Mm-hmm. Because really, uh, what really is selling, what I see a lot of is a lot of ketchup being sold. Okay, now let hey, me let me no, just now, whoa, whoa, excuse, whoa, whoa, me, ma'am, excuse, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Let me, let me uh, I'm speaking. Oh, excuse me, Come excuse on, me. Lady, I'm this speaking. Is not good. Okay. Hello. What? Okay. All right. No, go ahead. You Mrs. cannot Riddle. count the ketchup that you give away for free in your packets as sales. Well, in, in the sure story, full stop. No, uh, no, people, no, people no, request no, it. No, they, they, they no, say, no, uh, Mr. No. Muntz, they say, mm. I would like more ketchup. Can you throw more ketchup in the bag? Very no. rarely do do we hear, uh, Mr. Muntz, uh, can we have more, uh, can we have more relish? All right. Listen, no, people really, like, no. people, Mr. Muntz, people Listen, like to get hey. things for free. You could give them a bag of toenails and they would ask for more if you were throwing it in their bag for free. Lady, listen, I've tried that and it doesn't work. My toenail clippings, nobody wants to buy those. They don't taste very good. All right. Well, we're, I, I think we're getting off topic. Excuse me. I think we're 
getting off topic here. Would you shut up? The controversy, I think, though, the question is, is relish a condiment or is it a topping? You know what? What? I'll tell you what relish is. It's a noun and it's a verb. Okay. It is the only relish that you can wait for it. Relish. Well, that's that's a very strong argument that you make there, Ms. Riddle. Well, I would say that the same thing could be said for ketchup because, you know, ketchup is a thing. But, you know, sometimes you have to catch up. (laughs) Mr. Muntz, Mr. Muntz, you're still dodging the question of the most sold condiment at the shop and shop. Oh, well, that's relish. This has been Point Other Point. I am Howard K. Burns reporting. Live from the Radio 680 Broadcasting Headquarters, the news with Stan Wackerman. The third 100-year snowstorm has hit for the third year in a row here in Syracuse. Let's go up in the air to our Epstein, Friedman, Schiffman, Horowitz, Goldberg, Schwartz, and Jones law firm traffic copter with Captain Dean McNair. Hello there. We are flying high above Syracuse out there right now. I've never seen anything quite like this except for the other two times that we had uh, 100-year snow in this past 100 years. Can you tell me what uh, the freeways are looking like? Uh, Right now the freeways are straight until they curve a little bit and then there's a little bit of an off-ramp and then they go straight again. Excellent reporting there. Dean McNair. Thank you very much and I'll uh, continue to uh, monitor the situation from high above Syracuse. The Syracuse Crosstown bus has been stuck in a snowdrift on 178th and Capitol, and reports are that a contingent of elderly bingo players are trapped somewhere downtown. Captain Dean McNair has dropped our downtown reporter, Julie Brown, at the scene. Julie? Yes, thank you, Stan. It is a very tense and very cold and very windy situation down here. The snow is quite high. The the elderly who are trapped inside the bingo hall and uh, are, are, are comfortable but concerned. Yes, we can we can hear their voices. Uh, the snow is piled quite high, and of course, as you mentioned, the uh, the, the bus is broken down. We're trying to see if we can coordinate a rescue with Pilot McNair. Stan, this is uh, Doug McNair again up in the traffic copter, and I have successfully lowered a microphone down into the bingo hall where the elderly people are trapped. We're going to try to speak with one of them right now. Hello, can you hear us in the bingo hall? Yeah, I, uh, I, I need my insulin. Could you maybe send down some snacks? Snacks are, are also being requested. Uh, but we do we do have reports right now. I can monitor through uh, inside of the bingo hall right now that somebody is exactly one square away from getting bingo. Ma'am, can you hear us? Uh, yes, I can hear you. Uh, I've got a... Uh, I'm, I'm very close, but my problem is this. It's so cold that my dauber is no longer working. Okay, we have a faulty dauber right now, Julie Brown. I don't know if you could hear that from know, inside. This is very concerning. We're all very worried out, uh, worried out here, uh, Pilot McNair. Uh, it's from my... F- it's frozen. My daughter's frozen. Stop talking to those people. We also are getting some people uh, showing up here from other uh, news sources uh, around the uh, the country. It seems that there's there's a quite a, a contingency of people uh, showing up around here. Yes, it's, it's causing a great deal of concern across the globe. Um, quite a bit of excitement here in little Syracuse. Um, yes, it's it's yes. We'll, we'll we'll try and get these the, the people coordinated here outside. 
outside of the bingo hole. For now, Stan, I'm going to send it back to you, and I will update you again in a few minutes. Thank you, Julie Brown. And make sure you don't let any of those news orgs get any of your scoops. And let's go over to sports now with Jumpy. What's going on out there in sports town? Hi, Stan. Jumpy Jumperson here with your sports update. Today, the Syracuse High School Fighting Wombats were able to finally practice outside for the curling team. The curling team was able to finally practice outside after spending all summer practicing in the sand volleyball courts. They're getting ready for this upcoming season against hated rival, the Snakes of San Quentin. Well, let's hope that our wombats can put them away for good. Let's go over to the weather desk with Mitzi. Hey, Mitzi, you forgot to tell us there was going to be snow today. Well, hey, Stan. You know, I'm actually kind of excited about the snow, and I know that y'all are thinking this blizzard's kind of horrible, but it is quite an interesting weather phenomenon. And some of our students at Syracuse's own elementary school have been having a contest to name this hurricane, so we want to make a quick announcement. Uh, We do have our runner-up, little Joe Molson, had windy the Pooh. That's right. Hurricane Wendy the Pooh. So I thought that was adorable. But our winner, of course, is uh, Hurricane Schmurricane. <laughs> now, these kids are a little confused because they think a hurricane is the same thing as a blizzard, which is why I'm actually going to be putting on my galoshes and heading over to the elementary school later today to teach these kids just what snow is. But in the meantime, I want to warn y'all that this snow shows no signs of stopping. So go ahead and bundle up. Make yourself some hot cocoa. Just enjoy it while it's here. Try to remember that it is a fascinating weather phenomenon you are lucky to be living through. And also, if you get stuck in your car or your bus or your motorcycle or your truck or your side bike. Stan. This is Julie Brown again. I'm breaking in. I'm sorry. I have uh, uh, an update to report. There was a large uh, accumulation of snow on the roof. Part of the roof has collapsed. Uh, and people inside have started to make a human chain. They've been stacking up tables and walkers and are starting to climb out of the roof outside the building. So far, they're having some success. Uh, we're monitoring the situation. It's very tense and very uh, unnerving right now. Uh, back during the depression, we used to use we used to use our children as toboggans. So if somebody could maybe s- send us a child, we could use as a toboggan and slide down the snow hill. Stan, this is really actually kind of wonderful to see. I mean, there's such resiliency, such such resourcefulness. It's very impressive to see uh, all of these these elderly people climbing out of the roof of the building and and down the snowbank on the other side, almost as if they're escaping a plane. It's they're they're sliding down like a, a giant hill. They seem to actually be enjoying enjoying themselves it's so wonderful and so so childlike it, I, i'm sorry stan i'm just having a hard time keeping it together it's so wonderful i'm just so happy for all of them right snowball now on your face back to you stan thank you downtown julie brown they really are the greatest generation and now some news you can use a man in north syracuse accidentally mixed up his super glue and lubricant his bookshelf fell right off the wall This has been Stan Wackerman, the man who knew the news before it was known to be news. Winner of the 1987 Peabody Award for Broadcast Excellence. This has been The News with Stan Wackerman.
This year, it's a Christmas carol like no other, as the Syracuse players present their version of a Christmas carol, exclusively on Radio 680. And lo, the angels watched over the shepherds <laughs> watched over their flocks at night. <laughs> <laughs> Coming this weekend to Syracuse Water Park, it's Splashtopia. 400 hands all hitting the water at once, it's Splashtopia. Thrill to the rhythms of Splashtopia. <laughs> Harold Gobstein from Broadway said this. I love Splashtopia. You'll be singing the songs on the way home after you go to Splashtopia, ma'am. My hands hurt. Splashtopia, the most exciting and thrilling show ever to come to the Syracuse Water Park. Splashtopia. Little girl, did you get a souvenir at Splashtopia? So much water. That's right. More water and more dancing than you've ever seen in water. It's Splashtopia. So good, you'll wet your pants. You'll wet everything. Bring a change of clothes, because you'll go home soaked. 100 kick-lining mermaids. And you'll never forget the imitation of the statue of the little boy peeing. Splashtopia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Splashtopia. For one night only. First 25 rows are a splash zone. No cans or glass bottles, please. Later tonight on Radio 680, the latest adventures of Elliot Steele, Gunshot Gumshoe. Radio 680. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Tommy Gunderson, station manager here at Radio 680, the voice of Syracuse. We had a little issue on one of our shows, the show uh, called Who Knew, and we got a fair amount of complaints uh, about a, a certain episode that we had involving uh, the, our, our hosts maybe partook of the wacky tabacky. And we would like to say that this in no way reflects the views of Radio 680 and uh, the voice of Syracuse. And we deeply apologize. I would like to let you know uh, that we have Joyce and Gail here to also uh, give you a bit of uh, an apology as well. Hello, everyone. This is Joyce. And this is Gail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, well, <laughs> I know, I know. Oh um, my gosh. You know, I think I, wow. I, I hope everyone is understanding and, and forgiving. Um, it was the first time that we had attempted something like that. and Right. And... Uh, you know, news journalism, which is, of course, what we do, uh, hard hitting, um, <laughs> hitting, <laughs> hard hitting. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. We, hard, we are sorry. I, gosh. Yes. yes hard yes. hitting news journalism is what mm-hmm. we do. And we knew from day one uh, that there would always be risk involved and that sometimes a show like ours would push the envelope on things that we are comfortable with. And you know what? You grow in discomfort. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is true. I, I have been feeling dis- discom- discomfortable. Definitely. You, you mm-hmm. learn more yep. from your trials and your tribulations than when times are great. Mm-hmm. 
And we wanted to um, have this experience so you could be more informed and make a decision about whether or not you would like to try something like that yourself. Um, so right. we wanted uh, and, to... And it isn't always pretty. Yes. It's not oh, always of course pretty. not. Of course not. Um, so if you and were... I also um, deleted any evidence that was taken um, on cell phones. There was a, a barrage of, one might say, a barrage of photographs um, that were taken. <laughs> I mean, some of which I, I thought, so. I is that me? <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it was. It was. I and I'm not I, I I'm not sure whose clothes I came home with, but I, I apologize for that as well because there's some of these things weren't mine. But um, oh boy. so I can get those back to mm-hmm. our 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 guests. But I who knew who knew who knew who we knew? would be sitting yes. here together making an apology for getting high for I thousands of people to listen not, to. And who knew? I did not anticipate that at <laughs> all. Knew? I know, but I'm not. So oh. I, I'm. I'm. I'm sorry if we offended anyone, but I am not sorry that we had the experience. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Well, thank you, ladies, uh, for your apology. Uh, the views expressed on Who Knew do not necessarily reflect the values of Radio 680, the voice of Syracuse. However, we do ask that you still listen and tune in to Who Knew next week when the ladies try black tar heroin. How to Live Your Life with Dr. Helen. Call in with your questions and find a solution to your problems. Now, from Radio 680, Dr. Helen. Hello once again. This is Frankie filling in for Dr. Helen. She couldn't make it into the studio today, so I'm taking over and helping you live your life. Welcome to another thrill-packed episode of How to Live Your Life, because if there's something Frankie loves, it's drama. Let's get to the drama right now and go to the calls. Hi, you're on How to Live Your Life. Uh, hi. Uh, I was calling for Dr. Helen. I'm sorry. Dr. Helen is on vacation. Frankie is filling in. Oh, well, um, oh, okay. Uh, I guess that's okay. Uh, what's troubling uh, you today, caller? Well, uh, Frankie, my name is Wilbur, uh, and I wanted to call, um, my mother passed away. That's fantastic! Well, I... I don't think that was quite the right response, but um, I miss Dr. Helen, Um, but I I don't know how to cope with her death. Well, here at How to Live Your Life, we want you to live your life, and even though she's dead, you're alive, and that's what's so great, isn't it? Well, well, but uh, Frankie, uh, my heart, it it really, it, it hurts. I feel like this deep longing for my mommy. I tell you what, and you won't even be thinking about her. I know Christmas is coming in a couple of weeks, and she won't be there at dinner, but you will be. And that means extra helpings for you. Thanks for the call, Wilbur. Let's go to caller number two. Hi, you're on How to Live Your Life. It's Frankie. Um, hi, um, Dr. Helen? Hi, nope, it's Frankie. Filling in for Dr. Helen. Who am I talking to? Um, well, I don't really want to use my real name. It says on the caller ID that this is Doris from Syracuse. Um, yeah, you can call me Doris. 
Um, I still live at home with my parents. I'm in high school, uh-huh. and I just I don't want to live here anymore. I mean, I'm just really I'm really unhappy. Okay, well, Frankie's going to help you out a little bit here. Here's what you do. You pack a little suitcase, right? Okay. Okay, and then you just, uh, you, when, when your parents go to sleep, you, you, you shimmy down the, the drain pipe and then start heading down to the bus station. Paris, get off the phone! Uh-oh. I, I'm going to get in really a lot of trouble. I have to be really Well, quiet. then you better pack quickly, huh? Um, but where am I supposed to go? Well, you go down to the bus station and you buy a ticket for a place called Tijuana. Um, um, Now you go run away like they do in all the musicals, because you know what? Everything will turn out okay. Well, yeah, okay, I I gotta go. Don't forget, sing! Anybody else on the line out there? Yeah, hi, Frankie. It's Dr. Helen. Oh, hi, Dr. Helen. It's Frankie. How are you? I hope you're enjoying your vacation. Um, I was. Actually, Frankie, till about 10 minutes ago when I tuned into my show. If we have a producer nearby, could we please get Doris maybe back on the phone uh, quickly? Uh, Frankie, here's some advice uh, from Dr. Helen. You want to help people live their lives, not yours. Uh, and also, not Julie Andrews, okay? We need to encourage people to follow their dreams and look in their hearts uh, and not encourage them, oh, I don't know, to run away from their problems or maybe just to tuck them neatly inside. Well, just like Julie Andrews, though, everything is going to turn out okay and we're going to go to the mountains and we're going to spin around in circles and we'll be happy, right, Dr. Helen? Frankie, I do appreciate you sharing your your beams of sunshine today. Uh, But we just want to remember that we do have a responsibility to keep our listeners safe and not uh, on on the lam or or running away, uh, seeing as how they're children. Hello? Yeah. Hello? Doris. Oh, it looks like Doris is here. Somebody called me back. Um, Doris, hi, it's Dr. Helen. Dr. Helen, it's you? Yes. How are you? Um, well, I'm, I'm right now I have a bag and I'm, I'm at the bus station. Like Frankie told me to go. Oh, okay. Doris, I'm so glad you called back. Here's what I'm going to need you to do. I'm going to need you to get away from the bus stop and take your bag, hail a cab. I want you to take that cab, Doris. Towards Edwardsville. It's really kind of creepy here. Get on the bus, Doris. Uh, Don't uh, get on the bus. You should get on the bus, Doris. I don't know what to do. I don't Don't get on the bus. Get on the bus. Doris, don't get on the bus. We're going to get on the bus. Get in the cab. You can take it right to the station. And Frankie is going to take you home. That's right. And we'll sing with your dad. Can't I just walk home? Frankie. Hi, Helen. Remember, Doris's life is your life, too. It's not a movie musical. Okay. Okay. It's real life. Just wait till the credits roll. Everything will be okay. Oh, boy. We are the voice of Syracuse. Depend on Radio 680. The city has a thousand stories. Backstabbers, two faces, downhill skiers... In the space between lawlessness and righteousness comes one man who has his own rule book. Elliot Steele, Gunshot Gumshoe. Tonight's episode, Two's Company.
would not have been a very good TV show. When we last left Elliot, crime boss Tony Garbanzo had just slipped through the slippery hands of Lieutenant Polutsky and was on the run. Ah, this is just great. Just great. Um, I think you mean this is just terrible, just terrible? Ah, go blow your muffler. Lieutenant, look, in the corner, one of Tony Garbanzo's henchmen. You must have bashed him in the nose when you burst through that door. If it isn't Turtleneck Tortellini. You bashed me in the nose when you burst through that door. You take care of Turtleneck. I've got a plan. Hey, Steel, wait. Meanwhile, back at the apartment of Elliot Steele's main squeeze, Wendy Woolbright. <gasps> Baby, you're back. Ah, ah, what's on my back? Get it off, get it off. No, stupid, I mean you're home. Why don't you come back to bed? Say, you're looking all right, sweetheart. Come here. Ow! Elliot! What is that? Sorry, Wendy. That must be my Beretta 70 32 caliber pistol jabbing you. Not that. That. Oh, my mistake. It's my Ruger Hawkeye 256 Winchester Magnum. I don't think that's it. Is it my Remington XP 100 221 Fireball? Don't you think I'd know what my boyfriend's Remington XP 100 221 Fireball feels like by now? Well, the only other thing it could be is... A Sig P220-45 Cal! <gasps> Tony, Tony Garbanzo! How did you get into my apartment building? Into my apartment? Into my bedroom? And under the covers with Elliot and me without anyone noticing? I'm wearing slippers. Well, isn't this a turn of the screw? It looks like Tony Garbanzo has managed to get between Elliot Steele and another one of his dames. What does Garbanzo have in store? Can Elliot reach for his Heckler 19mm Parabellum before it's too late? And does Wayfair really have what I need? Tune in next time when we hear Wendy Woolbright say... I'm gonna go ahead and let you two finish whatever it is you're doing. If you need me, I'll be in the solarium. That's next time on Elliot Steele, Gunshot Gumshoe. Radio 680 now concludes another broadcasting day. Today's programming was improvised by the cast of the Portuguese Rodeo Clown Company. Mark C. Holden, Johnny Molson, Patrick Russell, Mary-Kate Smith, and Mary Young. Radio 680 broadcasts in the public interest from a transmitter located in Syracuse, USA, with a license granted under the authority of the Federal Podcasting Commission. Any resemblance to an actual radio station is remarkable. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave a big fat five-star review. No portion of this program may be rebroadcast without express written consent from the Commissioner of Major League Baseball. Our internet home is Radio680.com.